Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm James, that's Katie, and of course that makes this episode 11 of Circles and Squares. And Kate, I have to tell you something, like I'm I'm so happy to be here to talk about video games right now because my life has been taken over by the NHL playoffs. Uh, as everyone knows, I'm a huge Dallas Stars fan. It's probably the only thing I might like more than games. And the fact that they're in the playoffs just gives me a heart attack every time they have a game because it's so stressful. And this is like a great way to get that off my mind, you know? <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm super excited for you and go go team. You know, they, uh, they play tonight. If they win, they're on to the second round. So that makes me feel... Uh, you know, a little bit of relief, but if they lose, I'm going to be like stressed out the whole time. Until... All right. Well, by the time you guys are listening to this, we will we will have known. So if you never hear from us again, <laughs> things are poorly. If I'm not on the next episode, I have to take some time away to go relax on a beach somewhere or something. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of that, I have some time off right now, and I am super excited to be playing tons and tons of games. Yeah. Well, you know what? I got a week off coming up, too. So we yeah. got the same, uh, same thing. Hey, <laughs> just before we get into the show, though, we just want to thank everyone who entered the contest for last time. We've... Uh, since given away all those codes for Rocket Arena like we were talking about and to everyone who who won like congratulations we hope you're enjoying the game and uh, I mean I've, I've played a couple more times since then actually too it's been quite fun actually yeah and you know what if you guys ever um, with your new codes if you want to reach out and play some games with us um, you can add us on our PlayStation accounts mine is Utepia it's U-T-E-A-P-I-A so you can send a friend request and hop in some matches. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm. Mine's jackpot. J a k k dash p o t. I think it is. It's a little different. You know, it's one of those names that's like taken sometimes. So I had to yeah, put a weird so hyphen and whatever. Things. We'll link. We'll put our names in the in the show notes. Okay, that'll be fine. Is, yours is a play on like Utopia with T, with, right? Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. And it just kind of stuck. I like the sound of it, and it's never taken, which yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, see, that's the lucky part. I don't know. Whatever. Um, anyway, let's get into the show. Today, we're going to be talking about, of course, the games we've been playing to start the show. Um, second segment will be we'll be returning to the news for this week. And then finally, um, there's a little game called PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, um, which came out. It was basically, you know, the Smash Bros ripoff, which wasn't half as good. And mm-hmm. we thought that maybe it'd be fun to speculate if they ever made a sequel who the roster would be for that game. So we're going to officially cast right here the definitive list of characters for PlayStation Battle Royale, <laughs> All-Stars Battle Royale 2 um, at the end of the show. Yeah. So stick around for that. Um, but let's get into it. Kate, what you been playing? Uh, well, like we said last week, I've uh, dappled in some Fall Guys as my my fun PS Plus game for the month. Yeah, I've been playing still um, too as well. So I'm curious <laughs> to see what you think. Absolutely. Well... There was once a day where I thought Tetris 99 couldn't be toppled as the best battle royale ever made. But today is the day I'm humbled, and I will tell you that I think Fall Guys uh, really does take the cake on this one. It's just super silly and fun, and you just can't help but like be charmed by playing these ridiculous games. I don't think it is perfect, and there's definitely some quality of life things I'd like to add yeah I really think that this game would benefit from having some kind of couch co-op implementation even if just that just meant that it was split screen and you guys could both go into the same match Mm -hmm. together and you know you would obviously be pitted against each other but if you had a team game then you'd be on the same team and I, I think it would just really enhance yeah that's definitely something I thought as well I I've def I've had tons of fun playing it but and I have tried it on my own just a couple matches but it really takes a lot of it away when I'm 
playing by myself because the fun of it is like something dumb happens you know your friend runs into an obstacle and you laugh at them and like it's just it, it's intended to I think not be taken too seriously and just be like super goofy and fun yeah I agree and when you play by yourself you lose that goofiness and you become more focused in on like okay I really gotta excel at this almost I yeah think. it becomes almost a little more competitive and I think especially because some of the games have such a high random element to it or like you know you you can't carry a lot of the team games on your own like I don't think it's intended to really be something that you try to hone your skills at and become amazing like obviously you want to do better and and winning is fun but like the point is just to have like you know a a goofy silly time and I, I think like I had way more fun with this game just passing the controller back and forth on the couch so I think something like that would be awesome and then just some little quality of life things too like the game's really new and I think it's great so far but there's tons they could add like I really like the idea of of having more like statistic sections between maps like maybe it told you like your win rate on a certain level after you played it or something that's exactly what I was thinking of because I was I was playing I got my second ever win the other day congratulations Um, and I was thinking like I was playing the game it was that stupid one where you it's you're there's one tail and you're all trying to grab oh tail tag fuck that game but I was thinking (laughs) to myself like okay I, I actually won this game like I wonder how many times I've had to try it before I won I would love to see like my win rate or my yeah clear rate on each game and something stuff like that would like be that. fun another cool little thing i thought was like you know when you win you get the crown i thought it'd be cute like your next match you go into your guy's still wearing the crown so you could see like that would be cool like who's been doing well like i don't know maybe that means like you start picking on that person or something but like mm-hmm. it just would be kind of neat um but yeah i'm really enjoying it whirly gig race is i think my favorite my favorite one like I like all the really spinny ones is what I found out making my list of favorite games like that's a spinny one that's one with the spinny yeah. platforms but I, I got a shout out to the like the, the jump club one where it does that like hole in the wall kind of oh, style right. thing and you have to like you just get caught up in the chaos and the pandemonium and I think that's one of those games where like it really shows that like, you can't take it seriously because 80% of the time, if you lose in that game, it's because people in front of you fell over and then you just get pushed yeah, off there's the nothing platform you can and do. there's nothing you can do. But it's it's just so silly and like dumb. So I like it. Um, and I will shout out too, I think the currency system is really nice in this game. I like what they've done with like the microtransactions. Like obviously there's things you can buy for costumes and it's just purely cosmetic but I really like how there's a currency system that you get just for playing in every match you play you get just like a base of coins and and mm-hmm. once you level up you unlock a new thing automatically but then also you get like the crown so winning a game actually gives you like a different currency and you can spend those crowns on other cosmetic things which I think can only be bought with them I think so yeah they're, I think they're usually more of the rare items and yeah they, they take like anywhere from you can get some stuff for one crown or some things are worth like five crowns in general so yeah but it, like I don't know there's something fun about like saving up for like this dumb like hat that yeah. I want to buy for my guy but like I know I earned it instead of like I just played for six hours yeah so, yeah I, I I like Fall Guys I'm interested to see how they continue with it going forward because I think it needs a lot of support in terms of like new games to keep it fresh and exciting and then obviously also some more co-op options definitely co-options um I mean personally like I started playing it a few days before you did I'm mm -hmm. I think I'm at the point now where like if if I have a friend that that's like hey we should play like I'm happy to jump in but it's no longer something I'm I'm like actively trying to to like engage in with like to get friends to play with me kind of thing and I think they 
that, uh, you know, new games would do a lot. But as of right now, I'm kind of like, okay, it's the hexagon game again. Okay, it's the the race. Like, I kind of know these games now, and it's not quite as silly. Exactly. Like, I I think they need to be careful to make sure it isn't just, like, a fun novelty for a week, and then you stop playing. So I think new games are important to come out, like, even if they just have, like, certain games on rotation. Another thing I thought would be kind of neat is if they had, like, some kind of, like, random element to the game almost like if there were levels that could be built kind of roguelike like a race maybe would have like six different obstacles or like parts of a course in it but they were not always the exact same in the exact same order oh that's so like kind of like levels that were created yeah like like randomly might be kind of neat just so that you can't like practice a level and know exactly like I jump here and I do this and I take exactly this path every single time and like just to kind of keep the chaos and the pandemonium a yeah, little I bit higher that. but yeah we'll see I, I think I think the game has tons of potential yeah absolutely and especially like getting it for free on PS plus what a fantastic you know get yeah, that is for us right absolutely this is this is one of the most fun I've had with a PS plus game in a while and I think that's that's something special um what else have i been playing um so i've definitely i've been playing some dead cells recently as well which is a game i i've been playing like for weeks but i just haven't had the opportunity to talk about yet um but now is the perfect time it's actually getting a free update i think it's actually just come out so it is out now Um, one thing about um, dead cells too just to get it out there mm -hmm. i saw recently that if you're in the u.s right now and you have a uh, chromebook it's actually free Oh my Chromebooks god! In the, in the in the U.S. right now. Oh my so god! Go get that. Go jump on that. Yeah. Go get that. It is it is a fantastic game. So it's a it's a roguelike Metroidvania. So, uh, and it, it's sort of a weird for roguelike for me because normally I associate those with like oh I'll do like a quick run and it takes like twenty minutes. A run in this game, if you make it to the end and you don't die and like if you actually explore all the levels and like try to get all the loot and stuff it takes like an hour and a half sometimes for a run (laughs) for a run yeah it can be really long but it's really nice it's kind of like i mean it's called dead cells the name is not trying to hide it but people kind of like call it like the dark souls of these like new indie games out and it's sort of emulating that like the combat is punishing you can die very quickly and it's got your sort of like you know it's got like a parry mechanic and some different um like crit combo weapons but it's really nice like the combat is very satisfying there's a huge variety of weapons from different kinds of like spells to like tons of martial weapons and bows and just even some like weird things you get like a frying pan and like my personal favorite's the whip so it's kind of like um a castlevania Mm -hmm. kind of thing but each weapon has its own kind of conditions so the whip if you hit it exactly at the tip then it crits and there's other things that like the daggers crit if you're behind an enemy or like something else crits on like if every third attack crits or something so there's like kind of conditions and they really change how you approach each level and each enemy yeah and that variety is really nice and there genuinely have only been maybe one or two things where i don't like the feel of it so every run it's different than the ones before because you're trying out different weapons and like i'm going for like this kind of build this time and next time i'm going to do bows only and see how that runs so it's it's interesting i heard i I forget what show it was on but i heard someone talking about this on a different podcast and i'm curious to see what you think because they were saying that there's is there like turrets and stuff you can put down or like yeah so you have two main weapons uh in your hand which are like specific 
like main weapons and then you have offhand stuff which can be various things like turrets or bombs or like a trap you can put down so they're more like utility based right yeah yeah because i what they were saying was was along the lines of like it's the game can become like very 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 easy if you just use the turrets and more of like the the trap stuff and and you can kind of get past most stuff just using that kind of thing instead of actually like putting yourself in danger i don't know if that's Maybe yeah, there, there's definitely some of that, but it, it sort of was like a risk reward kind of thing because what I found too is there's like ice weapons that freeze as part of a condition and they just destroy most normal enemies because they're frozen and they can't get to you and they're dead before they thaw. Right. But the problem with that is a lot of the bosses are immune to those kind of things. So you can spec into those sort of builds that really like kind of trivialize certain enemies who don't have a way of, of escaping it. But then you come up against the boss and now all of a sudden your build's pretty shit because you right. specced into this kind of like CC and the boss doesn't care about it. Right. So I, there is a little bit of that and there's definitely some things that like feel a lot stronger than other builds. But at least like for me anyway, I, I find like I just like running different things just to see... Yeah what they're like I mean, and how they kind of play the, kind of the nature of those games if you just did the same thing every time it'd probably become stale yeah exactly and i think that's the one um kind of complaint i have with it as well the weapon variety in your builds are are very uh different that you can have per run there aren't too many different types of like paths you can take so between levels you, you often get a choice of, of going one way or going a different way and as you unlock kind of more of the like metroidvania style like tools that let you like wall run or they let you like make a little ladder out of certain environmental things that you couldn't interact with before like they unlock different levels but like oftentimes you go one path and you kind of go through the same levels every time there isn't tons of variety in terms of like how you can choose to progress through the game and make it to the final boss Mm -hmm. so i think having a little bit more variety in levels would be nice especially since a lot of the levels have the same enemies in them with only one or two kind of unique things. Right. So it's really like how you're, what kind of weapons you choose to play with adds the difference. Yeah, exactly. Like the levels are, are like quite samey a lot of the time. Um, but that being said, as you get further through the game, you do unlock like different levels to play on that increase the difficulty. Um, and then doing that, it does change the levels in some way. So I'm only on the third one. And I have noticed some differences. So I think as you get fur- you progress further in terms of like making the game more difficult, it does change it more. But even so, I would like maybe to have it changed a bit more just to give, you know, like the whole point is like to do, okay, one more run, one more mm-hmm. run in these kind of games. But because the length is so long, it's hard to do a few different yeah, runs. Yeah. So it kind of feels like you end up playing like especially the first few levels like over and over again. So I think something that would be good, they're definitely adding more, like the free update that just came out adds a whole new level, as well as some new enemies, and it adds a new whole new soundtrack too, so they're definitely like updating and putting new things in the game, and I, I think it's amazing value for what you get. Like yeah. The game is, is fun, and it feels great, and that's the main thing, but I think there would just would be nice if there were a few more things to keep the longevity yeah, it's nice they're still updating it too because I think it's a couple of years old now at this point, right? Or is my timelines maybe off there? But it's at least like a year, yeah. or maybe two years old now. So it's nice to see they're still like adding that kind of stuff. To yeah, the game. absolutely. There is a paid DLC as well um, that I I don't have access to, 
or I haven't bought yet just because I still have so much base game left to play. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really fun. I would really highly recommend it. Um, the, it's also gorgeous. I really like the art style and the music is fantastic. The story is pretty minimal. It's definitely not something that the game focuses on much but there are little like lore secrets and things to find and there's tons of cute references to other games like there's um like one level where it's got you're in a castle and there's paintings and almost every painting is some character from another game like there's the belmonts from castlevania and like solaire is in there praising the sun at one point like it's it's really charming and cute um and it is it is hard like i think it's worth playing just for the challenge and like to see how far you can get with certain things but um yeah, definitely I would like to Cool. Yeah. Have a few more things just to to keep engagement high and be like excited about like, ooh, what's that new X and like who's that? Yeah. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's definitely one I'd like to check out at some point. It's just one of those like we always talk about like it's on the list, but it never gets to the top. Yeah. And you know, if it if it was the kind of thing that ever came to like Epic Game Store or PS Plus or something, I'd be like, Hell yeah, I'm playing this right away. But it's you know, yeah. it's one of those well, type of things. All you need to do apparently is just buy a Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> and live in the States. Yeah, and live in the States. So that's easy. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. And what have you been playing? Well, um, I'll start off with my PS Plus game, as you did. Right. Um, so you might remember a couple episodes ago, uh, my PS Plus game was Call of Duty World World War Two or World War One, whichever one it was. Mm-hmm. And I, I was kind of like, no, this is not for me, you know, I'm not yeah. huge into that kind of thing. But I mean, so, you don't even remember what the game was, so yeah. Well, I knew <laughs> I it was a it World War something, because there's Call of Duty World at War, there's World War One, World right. War Two. Like, which one was it? I don't know. But <laughs> here's the thing: for this PS Plus game for the, for august i got um call of duty modern warfare 2 campaign remastered which is i played back in the day like call of duty when this game originally came out it was like my final year of high school whatever like all your friends would come home play call of duty like it was the hot shit to do and so mm-hmm. this is a game i'm actually really familiar with and i gotta say I'm, i was pleasantly surprised just how much fun i had going back to it and the campaign is it's like four or five hours it's pretty short mm-hmm. so i actually um, I actually beat the campaign. Like I enjoyed it wow, enough to go nice. through the whole thing over the weekend. And it was just a really nice nostalgia trip. And to be honest, like it was a really cool campaign. Actually, I forgot kind of how many, um, unique like set piece moments they did. I think, I think call of duty as much as we bash it and like, we're not maybe bash it, but like, it's not, we're right, not those kind of gamers. Yeah. And right? it also, the series does have a bit of a reputation for like, you know, like yeah, recycling. Yeah. Maybe there isn't, there doesn't a need for one every single year. Kind yeah. Of thing. Right. And, it, and it's like most of that's multiplayer stuff as well, but the, like call of duty has some decent campaigns here and there. And, and this one's no exception. Like there, there was some cool missions I forgot about. Like there's one where you're climbing up like frozen ice walls and then you're snowmobiling down a mountain and and, oh, okay. and like stealthing through this snowstorm kind of cool. base. That sounds kind of thing. like a James Bond kind of yeah, a little bit and, situation. And uh, you know, there's another one where you're you're kind of climbing this oil rig and killing guys from stealth, and then you're trying to escape these explosions at the end. And and of course, there's the classic like sniper missions where you're trying not to get caught. It's super fun, and and uh, I I just enjoyed playing through it all again. You know, and it still has all those random tropes of like oh he's on your six or like <laughs> stay frosty like if i hear stay another guy frosty. say stay frosty like I, i'm gonna turn the game off you know like it's just they, <laughs> they say it like every five seconds someone tells you to stay frosty and all this stuff but right it's just like that quintessential military well, it can't it can't be as bad as mass effect did i ever tell you what happened with garris in my mass effect what he's still calibrating <laughs> <laughs> so I, I played the first mass effect and i i must have had some kind of weird bug but I always had Garrus. Garrus, I think, is his name, right? Mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. yeah, 
the one character Our everybody uses Everyone because yeah he's the best and like you want to romance i'm sure he's the only viable male option so <laughs> unless you're into uh what's his face rex rex oh god okay. oh god no <laughs> um but anyway like, i took him on some missions and he like bugged out in one mission and like he has a line where you, you come into combat and he goes there's enemies everywhere but like he would spend literally the entire fight yelling, there's enemies everywhere, there's enemies everywhere. Like, I know, like, we've been fighting them for 10 minutes, Garrett. like, what else? <laughs> like, and then he would die because I didn't have, like, a good front line, I guess. And he, he kind of would soak damage and he just died all the time. And then he'd pop back up after reviving him. The fight's over. There's enemies everywhere. Like, no, Garrett. <laughs> you should have told him to stay frosty. Then he would have been able to know where the enemies no, were coming from. He had some horrible PTSD and I just kept oh forcing him into missions. It was awful wow that does sound awful and maybe not quite as bad as that in this game but um you know the only other point i really had about call of duty was that it's really interesting to play a game like this in today's like political climate with with everything yes. going on just because of the like everyone knows the infamous mission like no russian which is basically where you is it's the optional mission you can actually skip and there's it's um, oh really it's optional yeah they made it optional just because you're basically going to an airport as a terrorist and your mission is to shoot as many innocent people in the airport as possible oh my god and i didn't know call of duty got kind of got like that serious yeah at the, i think at the time it was one of those like it wasn't really acceptable back then either, but especially like today coming mm-hmm. out instead of like 2009, like this much later, it was it was just kind of weird to see that in a game. And I think if it was to come out like fresh today, it would have received a lot of flack for that. Right. Um, especially since it also has the tropes of like, oh, look, like the the characters from such and such country are the evil ones. And then the the American guys are the good guys and the British guys are the good guys. Like it's just it's very yeah. much like tropey in that way. And it's it's weird to see like a game with that kind of stance coming out in Mm -hmm. 2020 but it was i mean it is what it is right that's the game that they created and and they have like a big disclaimer at the front like this is a fictional story all that stuff but i had a good time playing it um didn't really enjoy no russian like i said like gunning people down in the in the airport was kind of weird like i kind of wish i skipped that but Mm -hmm. you know i just call of duty so there we go um played that and i also um now we were doing the ps um the best playstation exclusive ranking Mm -hmm. uh bracket last time which is tons of fun and we one of the games we were talking about like there was a bunch that like oh i'd really like to go and try that like you know people say this is really good but it's just mm-hmm. on our list of games we haven't played so i actually picked up uncharted lost legacy ah, after we did that yes i saw you were playing it last night <laughs> yeah i finished it up last night actually and i really was glad um we delayed recording for one day so i could actually have the time to go and finish it and i can easily see why people would say this is their favorite uncharted game it is well, let's just get through the points here. We can knock off the list. It's a, it's a Naughty Dog game from the PS4. It's beautiful. It, the environments are just like knockout gorgeous, like waterfalls and jungles and ancient cities mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like yeah, it just looks amazing. Yeah, they always amazing. just nail the set pieces it's, in that it's game. It's absolutely nailed, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's got a lot of the same mechanics as Uncharted 4 they brought in. Like you can drive the vehicle around and you can use the grappling hook and there's the sliding mechanics, which are all fine. Like they, they're just, you know, the new evolution of what Uncharted has become. Um, but it's interesting that this game doesn't have Nathan Drake. It doesn't feature him at all. Like you play as Chloe, who is, uh, I think she's either, it was introduced in Uncharted one or two. I can't remember which one. I think one. it was two, but I'm yeah. not a hundred percent confident. They've all kind of like blended into one like yeah, right. seamless experience. Yeah. So it was, I think two, I think you're right. But either way, it was pretty cool to just have a different kind of protagonist and she's a lot different than Nate. Like she's, she's very much like the, the dry, sar- like she's sarcastic like nate but she's a lot more cynical yeah she's a little bit more of the like darker side to his kind of like 
you know, no, nothing nothing hurts Nathan Drake. Yeah, he's always yeah. like, he's got a quip every single time. Kind exactly. Of thing. And she, she's kind of like that to some extent too. But it was just cool to have her as like the main protagonist. And then you're playing your, your sidekick in this one is Nadine, who's actually one of the villains in Uncharted 4. And so it's kind of interesting to see her in a different light as, as like your ally in this game. And yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed it. The, the game is about half the length of what, uh, you know, an, a traditional Uncharted mm-hmm. was. And I think t- that's probably the aspect that I liked the most about this game. Because okay. one of my critiques about Uncharted in general is that sometimes I feel like they just drag on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you'll get to a segment in the story where you're like, oh, this must be like the end of it. Not that you want it to end, but, but right. you know, sometimes things kind of stay there welcome the a little bit. Yeah. And I find that in some of the other Uncharted games that kind of happens. Whereas this one's like a nice seven, eight hour kind of compact experience that doesn't feel drawn out as much. And I, I just think it was a really tight experience. Like the, the, there was some cool puzzles. They does the whole thing of like, you do a puzzle, then there's some combat, then there's some puzzles, mm-hmm. then you're platforming, then there's a driving sequence kind of changes it up really nicely. And the puzzles were really neat. Like there was some where you're, you know, jumping across platforms in a certain order, not to get killed, stuff like that. Like they, classic uncharted kind of things there's these there are some puzzles though which are like the these um what do you call it they're, they're like rotating circles with different layers and you have to spin them all in a certain way to get like an image to oh, line up. like match up those yeah. those puzzles are a complete bitch like they are so <laughs> tough to figure out i even tried watching a tutorial at one point and i and it was the tutorial didn't help me so i literally sat there like spinning this <laughs> this shit for like 20 minutes and i finally figured it out so that was like the one downside but but um, yeah, it, I I mean, it's, it's a good game. I actually put out a poll on Twitter right now because I was trying to figure out like, hmm, where does this sit among the Uncharted games? Because okay. right now I'm going through my my list and I'm kind of like, okay, well, I really liked two. I think two had some two of the- Two is, is the one that comes up a lot. Yeah. It's, it's always the clear. one that comes up. I think one's completely out of the conversation. Like it's just dated. It's and, dated. It's like the stepping stone that the other games needed and like- I think if I was going to replay them all, I'd still probably play one, but- I would play it as a vehicle to get to the other games. Yeah, well, you know, the interesting thing is I feel like Uncharted, more than anything, relies on good character interactions and looking beautiful as its two biggest, uh, you know, right, proponents because, of playing it. Because the, the gunplay and, and, like, the gameplay, the puzzles are nice, too. I, I like mm-hmm. that aspect. But, like, the gunplay is, like, it's serviceable, right? Like, yeah, it's just... If, if you want to play a shooter and you're specifically looking for, like, to, to scratch that itch, then, like, Uncharted is fine, it's serviceable, but it's not the most exciting or developed combat system exactly so like you are really playing it yeah more for like the overall experience Mm -hmm. and it's interesting right so i have my the three that i'm arguing between is two because it's like some cool set piece like Mm -hmm. lathan climbing that train at the The train at the beginning yeah when i think of uncharted that's the scene i think of first same with me so like that one's cool i don't think three is quite on the same level and then we've got uncharted four and lost legacy and and i think four is probably what i'm leaning towards is my favorite still just because as much as i like um, Lost Legacy is a tighter experience. Like I just love Nathan Drake as a character. I love right. how funny he is. I love Sully, who is yes. another character that's absent in this game. And so I think overall that's the, my pick. But um, I mean, this game was was great as well in terms of like the characters. Like Chloe and Nadine, they for the first couple hours, I I was kind of like, oh, these guys don't really have a lot of chemistry. Like mm-hmm. I know they're trying to build them up as having some animosity and whatnot, but it wasn't really hitting. But then by the end, I was like, this may be one of the most believable partnerships huh. in the whole series interesting and i got asked too because obviously i lost legacy still on my two playlist um but being chloe is it does it have any other like gameplay implication differences no, no it's no, just it's purely exactly like, the same. she's a different she's a, she's a nathan drake skin they she okay. they behave exactly the same way um 
I don't think there's actually any difference really, aside from just different personality, right. different character, okay. that kind of thing. Um, the only other thing I want to shout out in this is I really, really like, um, I think the other Uncharted games do this stuff as well, but just how robust the kind of bonuses are that you can unlock after you beat the game. So there's a lot of different collectibles you can find. And I think that that um, collecting those and also looking at like these scenic um, you can take like pictures on Chloe's cell phone and if you feel, see like a nice view mm-hmm. and just finding that stuff while you're playing the game gives you these kind of um, points to spend after you beat it on bonuses. So you can you can add like different graphics filters over the game after you beat oh, it or you can neat. do infinite ammo mode or you start with a certain gun or stuff a bunch of stuff like that and it just adds more replayability afterwards right and you might not have wanted to do that in a full length uncharted but in a really like shorter experience yeah. maybe you would want to play through like with a certain yeah i think change. it was in the older games as well but i was just kind of messing around with these after i mm-hmm. beat it just for 20 minutes and you can actually play the whole game in like an 8-bit graphic style oh, that's and the, cool. the sound becomes 8-bit or you can do like um everything's like completely blue just with like lines and and it looks really weird you can do like zero gravity mode so guys are flying around like when you jump you literally just like kind of kind of go or like if someone's body falls off a cliff they just kind of like float (laughs) off they don't actually move like it's just it's just really neat and i can see like having a lot of fun with that if you really enjoy the game especially if you're trying to get the platinum trophy or like you're 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 going in for more than just completing the story I i think that would be you know cool to to mess around with for longer mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a cool game uh i still undecided like i said i think at this point i still prefer uncharted 4 but this is like right there with it on terms of okay. like polish and enjoyable gameplay and all that kind of stuff so yeah would totally recommend it um but yeah that's what i've been playing too so i think we will end this portion of the show there and we'll be back in just a minute to discuss the news Hey everyone, we are back. Let's talk about the news, hey? Um, we got a couple things to talk about today. Uh, the first being that, well, just as it goes, this is the state of podcasting, right? Like just after you record your episode, the day afterwards, there's a big announcement, big state of play. Obviously, we didn't get to cover that last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know it's old news now, like it's a couple weeks ago, but we're just going to go over, you know, our overall impressions for what we thought of the state of playback on August 6th. Overall, I think it was a pretty decent presentation. I mean, nothing super huge. Yeah. Um, maybe just a few of our highlights here. I thought Crash 4 looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, just with the different, all the different kind of modes you can put on, different looks. And of course, we have to mention <laughs> Dingo Dial is playable. What the hell? Right? I love how in the video, too, they mentioned, they're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dingo Dial. As if everyone's everyone. clamoring like, for Dingo Dial over years. Right? Listen, I played a lot of Crash Bash, and at no point was Dingo Dial the character yeah. that I was like, man, I can't wait to play yeah. with this guy. I remember, yeah, I watched it, and I remember we were talking about it, I'm like, you know what? I Dingo don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? The game does look great. Like it actually made me really want to go back because I picked up the Crash Collection when mm-hmm. it um, came out, and I, I played the first one, which is a game I had not played. I picked up specifically because I really liked Crash Three, and I thought like, oh, it's a great opportunity to play the first two ones as well. And I just, it was just so hard, and like. I, I play a lot of challenging games. I, I'm not put off by challenge, but it, it just felt like there were times where you'd, you'd make the jump, but you wouldn't make yeah. the jump. And it just, it wasn't fully responsive. And I know a lot of people have commented because of the way they change like the, the hitboxes and stuff. Um, 
Is there a word for that when it's not combat? Like collision detection? Yeah, collision detection. That's right. Like they changed that a little bit and there were some kind of wonky things from going like everything being squared and now rounded and whatever. Mm -hmm. But it made me really like, I don't know. I had like weird nostalgic feelings watching that. And it made me really want to go back and like, you know, maybe I don't have to finish one, but like I should play three again. Yeah. And like... They're great games. I think so. so, too. I mean, I've never been a huge cra- classic Crash person. Like, I was definitely more of the Spyro fan as opposed mm-hmm. to Crash. So I don't know if I'll really play Crash 4, but I really respect that they're bringing it back in, like, a, a classic format. And, and I'm sure people who are fans of Crash are, like, can't wait to play this yeah. game. Yeah, and I love how cheeky they are, too. Like, the tagline for it is, like, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. And, like, the yeah. whole trailer is like, yeah, guys, we're finally doing this. So yeah, they, it they, was really cute. I think it looks like they've had a lot of fun with it. And it... Yeah. You know, like to me, it's not a game I want to pick up maybe for full price because it's it's not as high on my list. Mm-hmm. But like when it goes on sale, I'll probably get it. Yeah. And like, you know. So, yeah. So anything else stand out for you during the presentation? Um, or? Yeah, I had kind of like a, a nice one um, pop up for me. So they, they announced Temtem coming to PlayStation 5, which um, is like a creature capture, like very heavily Pokemon inspired game. Mm-hmm. But they've made a lot of changes to make it a little bit more like not necessarily competitive but just a little bit less like simple they've added a lot of different mechanics in the battle that like there's there's no longer like spam your best move and like if you have the type advantage you win it, there's a lot more like things to consider and it's more of like a turn-based combat focus game versus like just fun get creatures and like kind mm-hmm. of like steamroll the easy campaign so yeah. Uh, and it's also an MMO as well, which is something everybody has always wanted from Pokemon. So yeah. I actually kickstarted this game and have had access to it in its like alpha and beta. Yeah, on PC. Sages right? on PC. Um, because, yeah, it, it comes out on all the consoles and I can choose what version I want to get the final game. But obviously the beta and stuff is just PC. So I've played it from time to time and really enjoyed it. From so. time to time. <laughs> That's right. From Tem to Tem and I've made my Tem team and I've had a lot of fun with it. So it was it was exciting for me to see like a game I've kind of been behind the scenes with a little bit actually get like a proper trailer for like a full release. Yeah, totally. It's that was one I was going to bring up as well. Like I as, mm-hmm. I mean we I think we said um on one of our earlier episodes like what's a, what's a franchise? I think it was the first one we did like with the the quiz or the you know answer our right. game get questions whatever. Quiz. And I and I think I said on that show like I'd love to see Pokémon like as a series brought over to PlayStation because of how it could be expanded. And this might be like the closest we get to that. So I'm, I'm interested to check it out. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's, it's a game. I, I think maybe I'll review a little bit more in depth on yeah. the podcast soon. And um, maybe if I, you know, go through a spurt of, of playing it a little bit more, maybe now that I'm on vacation. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, those, those are what stood out to me the most. Definitely those two games. I mean, obviously bug snacks goes without mentioning that, that you know, bug <laughs> so snacks exist. new hotness, man. <laughs> Totally. I, the other one I wanted to bring up just quickly was um, the Hitman 3 VR. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Not in the sense that I'm, I really respect Hitman. I, it's never like, it's not like my jam to play it, but I think it's, it's really, you know, a really cool franchise, like super in depth. There's a lot you can do with it. And I just wanted to, to bring up like, man, it, you know, I'm not usually one to complain about things being like too graphic or like inappropriate. Like it, it's, it's an art form, right? Like if you don't want to see that kind of thing, just don't play it. But this yeah. one to me is like, you're literally going to like fucking assassinate people in VR. Like that's, that seems like it might be a little bit too realistic, you know, like walking up behind some guy with your VR headset and like the, the wire and like placing around their neck with like, yeah. and actually doing those motions with the move controllers and whatever. I feel like that might be a little bit too real. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a psychological study kind of waiting yeah. to happen. Like get that, get that game into 
universities yeah and, like, i wouldn't be surprised that that gets banned in a lot of countries that are like yeah you know have have more strict regulations on on kind of game what what they can and can't contain yeah type i mean i think it'll depend on like kind of how realistic they mm-hmm. go for like hitman always kind of goes for like sort of like kind of like a lighthearted kind of like it's very goofy in a lot of ways yeah, despite its subject matter yeah, yeah exactly so like it, maybe if it it really plays off of that more but like if it's yeah, yeah if it really is emulating like <laughs> yeah. straight up murdering people then eh, yeah. seems interesting you know the only other one i wanted to get your opinion on before we move along here was um godfall because it's one of the you know bigger kind of next gen titles coming out what did you think of of the way that looked so, so godfall looks interesting to me i I'm definitely, it's one of those games I'm keeping an eye on, but it's very much like, it depends how it feels to play. Like, I think it, it seems really interesting and I, I like the idea of it because it's like a very loot-based game, but it's like an action combat kind of game. And I, I think like oftentimes you get those like loot style games and like shooters or like dungeon kind of like Diablo style dungeon crawlers and I at least as far as I've seen I've not really seen any in the kind of like RPG like melee combat style so that interests me because those loot things are always kind of a genre I I sort of want to get into but I, I just don't typically tend to like the gameplay as much yeah like I'm not a huge shooter and I'm not like as into the like mmo kind of like or like dungeon sort of diablo style like controls yeah yeah. so i i'm kind of interested i think it could be good and it's got like okay there's parrying and like like rolling and blocking and like okay it's kind of ticking ticking some boxes for me and it looks really nice i think it's like it does it's quite a pretty game yeah so at least in the footage we've seen yeah and it kind of gives me some god of war sort of vibes to it as well so it's a game i i'm keeping an eye on but i i don't know i have this sort of like a hesitation towards it i'm not really sure why yeah that's that's how i feel about it to me it looks very much like the the way your character kind of combos and does it's moves like unless you get a lot of unlocks that they're not showing to keep secret it looks like you're doing just the same combo every time sort of deal and yeah and i think that while it might look cool in a trailer even sitting and watching how like what is it two three minutes of gameplay Mm -hmm. i was like well you know i've seen this combo a few times and i just feel like unless there's a lot more to it that they're not showing yet i i feel like it wouldn't be the most like engaging combat system to be honest and so i'm kind of turned off by it at this point but but yeah. uh, I mean, it remains to be seen kind of, you know, final reviews. Yeah, and... exactly. Like, I, I think it's a game that like when it comes out, I'm going to look into it, probably mm-hmm. watch some gameplay and, and see if my opinion changes. But I, I don't know. I have a very love-hate relationship with it right now. But I'm I'm interested at the very least to see where the game progresses and where it goes. And like, I want to like it. So I'm hoping it ends up being good. Cross your fingers. I, ho- I hope so, too. I mean, I want all these I mean, games yeah, to be good. Exactly. Right? I think that about every game except for Bugsnacks. <laughs> Let the people have their bug snacks. Right. I don't know why I'm hating on bug snacks so much. There's still that like 5% chance it's a horror game. And I'm really like crossing my fingers for that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was a city of play, which is uh, which is good news. And we also got some really big news um, just recently as well on the 17th. And that is a new free update uh, coming to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, very unexpected, by the way. Very, like, well, yeah. Not unexpected that there was an update, but unexpected in the sense that it's multiplayer yeah exactly because it's a very like intimate single player focused experience in the main game but 
they have like, yeah, a new online co-op mode is going to be coming sometime in the fall. And it sounds really, really incredibly cool. So there's a two-player co-op mode where you kind of like go and fight like almost like they almost kind of sound like bosses or something like they're these mm. big legends and it's they're inspired by Japanese like folklore and whatnot and um it almost kind of sounds like I don't know at least to me like they didn't really specify exactly what it's gonna look like mm-hmm. but it almost like I get the impression of like a big Dark Souls boss or like something like yeah, like well. a really intense big fight that you guys have to like take on simultaneously yeah uh, and then there's also a two to four player mode that's going to kind of be like a wave style like yeah battle more, like, mode? more like a horde mode type yeah thing. kind of like a horde thing and then there's going to be four different like types of characters you can play which i'm assuming are going to be like kind of just different builds that Jin will have yeah because this this doesn't have Jin or any of the main story characters in it right these are four yeah separate i don't characters. believe so i, th- I yeah. think it's just like yeah your four characters like you might not even be named like there's just different classes there's the samurai hunter ronin and assassin so i'm assuming those will be like this one's very much like specked into the stealth tree this one's very much like yeah. specked into the honor tree and then like two in-betweens kind of thing yeah. and like you know one will have maybe like the tanky armor and one will have like you know, a little bit more like speed oriented. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just kind of like different ways you can build Jin, but they're like, they'll probably just be called like the hunter and that's who you are. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so as someone who's played Ghost of Tsushima, unlike, unlike me, is this the kind of <laughs> DLC like you would be like looking for, or would you have preferred maybe more additional single player stuff to add on to like Jin's story? Um, I mean, it's hard. I think for me personally, I would rather single player stuff just because that's what I tend to prefer to play um, personally. But I think that this is a fantastic addition to the game and it's free. You can't complain. Like, I think it looks fantastic. And I I honestly think the combat is one of the strengths of the game. So I think it will be a lot of fun and I'll definitely try it and like queue up for some matches. So I think it's, it's totally unexpected. I think it's great. I don't think it devalues the idea of like, maybe there'll be another DLC for story content later. Like, you know, yeah, they can 100%, do both, so. 100%. And I think it's smart on Sony's behalf to to have this kind of mode put in the game because these long, like, single-player games, I think there's a lot of people who, like, beat these games and then trade them in or, like, swap it with a friend. Mm-hmm. Whereas whereas this is very much like, hey, if you like Ghost of Tsushima, then not only do you want to keep your copy to play it, you, instead of lending it to your friend, your friend may then want to buy the game so that you yeah. can play multiplayer together. So it's actually, like, helping the game have a longer, like, sales life. Yeah, exactly. And just gives you a little bit more longevity or reasons to go back. If Like you said, yeah, you've already beat it or, like you know people who maybe platinum the game like there's still more to do so mm-hmm. i modes like that are always good in games because it it just adds so much like extra time that you can spend in a world where once you're done the story you feel like there's nothing left for you to do and you have to give up on it yeah so having something like this is great so yeah i'm excited i i will definitely play it in the fall and yeah we'll see how it goes report back then hey maybe i'll pick it up too we could try it out uh, no guarantees there. we'll see we'll see <laughs> Uh, But hey, that's going to be the news for this week. So like we said earlier in the show, stick around because after the break, we are going to be discussing the roster or our roster for PlayStation Battle. I can never say the name of this game. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful. It's it's a horrible name. It's not a good game. Also, it's not actually a battle royale now that that's a genre. (laughs) They need to rename this thing. Look, we're going to work out what characters will be in PlayStation Smash Bros. Okay, right after this.
All right, guys, we are back for the third and final segment of today's show. And uh, like we said, we're going to be discussing PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2's hypothetical character roster. So for anyone that doesn't know or is you know wasn't following PlayStation back then, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale was basically sony's take on like hey smash bros is really popular let's make a knockoff and it's it's like so similar to super smash bros except for a couple weird rule changes that just didn't work in my opinion and yeah, I think your opinion I too. agree I, it was a game I I thought had so much potential I really wanted to enjoy and then playing it was like oh <laughs> it was just a little bit of a letdown but the concept is amazing and it could come back in a really strong way I, I think even stronger just because like comparing Sony now to then like we've got so many more really cool and interesting characters that it could be added onto and all that but um so first of all before we get into our list I'm just going to read off the the roster of the initial game just to kind of refresh people on that and see you know where we're what we were at before what we are going to add to the game right. now so exactly. in the original game there was 24 characters and they were as follows um Big Daddy from BioShock, Cole McGrath from Infamous, Colonel Reddick from Killzone, Dante from Devil May Cry, Emmett Graves from Starhawk, Evil Cole McGrath from Infamous. Uh, mm. Why they weren't listed back to back, I don't know. Echo Fighters before it was a yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Isaac Clark from Dead Space, Jack and Daxter from their Jack and Daxter game, Cat um, and Dusty from Gravity Rush, Kratos from God of War, Nariko from Heavenly Sword, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, Parappa from Parappa the Rapper, Raiden from Metal Gear, or Raiden, I don't know. Um, Ratchet and Clank, um, obviously from Ratchet and Clank, Sackboy from Little Big Planet, Sir Daniel Fortescue from Medieval, Sly Cooper from Sly Cooper, Sk- uh, Spike from Ape Escape, Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal, Toro Inno from Doko Demo Isio, which, do you know what that is? I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Probably and, something big in Japan. Yeah, probably. And finally, uh, Zeus from God of War. So that was the original roster. Uh, pretty cool roster i guess you could say yeah i think there's definitely a few characters that maybe be a little dated uh, yeah. at this time did but... i say fat princess i think i might have missed uh, that one no i think fat princess from fat princess and heihachi mishima from tekken i did miss those two right so that is the full roster from the original game and so we thought what we would do is because there was 24 characters in the original we would expand the roster a little bit because you couldn't just leave it at the same number as before so no we're... exactly you gotta gotta hype it up a little bit yeah so we're going to expand the roster up to 28 characters and we're going to do uh 20 characters that are uh exclusive to playstation on a console so they mm-hmm. could still be on pc they could still be on like mobile or something else but they can't be on switch or xbox they have mm-hmm. to be console exclusive to playstation for the these 20 characters and then for the last eight characters they're going to be the guest characters that can be from anywhere and i think the way we're going to do it is we're just going to take turns give our quick little pitch 30 second pitch on characters um, make the combined list together and if either of us have a character <laughs> on here that's like really shitty and unjustifiable then we can challenge each other and maybe take them off. Yeah, exactly. So we both prepared a full list of the 20 characters, but obviously that's not going to happen. So we'll both pitch in half of those and see with what, what kind of list we end up with. That's right. Um, now, Kate, we have to determine who's going to go first because this could really determine who gets yes, one of their this, more Yes, this is niche. a strong position to have first. It is. So uh, I challenge you, I think the best way to do this is rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Um, and we're going to see who wins. Uh, on the count of three. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. Oh, oh tie. tie. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, I win. Oh. There we go. Paper, or that wasn't even paper. That was rock, break, and scissors. So I get to go first. Um, and I'm going to start it off. 
Um, probably with one that's on both of our lists, just get the easy ones out of the way first. So I'm going to nominate Kratos to return um, to PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Are you to, sure? Are you sure he's earned it? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I think uh, it's quite clear that he is probably, I would argue, PlayStation's number one mascot at this point. Yep. Um, headlining the game here. So start off with the main man, Kratos. Okay. <clears throat> now, I, I have a question for you mm-hmm. because I obviously had Kratos on my list, but I paired him up with his good old boy, Atreus. And now, uh, is this Kratos on his own or is he getting no. some, some uh, range support? You know what? I... I would be down to add him if you want Kratos and Atreus. Like it could be almost one of those things where Atreus isn't necessarily playable, but he stands on like a platform in the background, and you can use one of yeah. the buttons to shoot arrows. Maybe yeah, like, as that's, a, that's okay. how I had him in. He was kind of like you know, like one of your special moves is like few arrows get shot in or something fun like that. Okay, I'm down for that. Kratos and Atreus is the first character. Okay for uh, this game. Wonderful. Um, perfect. That crosses something off my list. I'm glad you said that. Now I'm going to go with the actual um, most important PlayStation character that you've missed out on, which is Astrobot. Oh, yes. <laughs> for those who listen to episode 10, we apparently are now the biggest Astrobot fans on the planet. But you know what? He's getting a new uh, some new games on PlayStation 5. He's the flagship PlayStation That's 5 true. game. And, That's true. Uh, so what, what kind of moves in. would he have, though? I mean, he's got all sorts of moves, right? He has those little springy boots. Maybe he foot stalls you. He jumps on your head. I think he's got little, like, you know, I, I've never played an Astrobot game, and this is this is now relevant. <laughs> but he's got all sorts of little fun little, like, mini game powers, maybe, and, like, a little okay. gun. Okay. That's cool. I, I, I can accept that. Um Okay, let's move along here. I'm going to go knock another big one off here. I'm nominating my man Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man PS4, of course. Huge game. Um, Yuri Lowenthal did a great job with the voice acting. He can return here for this as well. I think the the web swinging could be an awesome like recovery mechanic mm-hmm. kind of move. You could web guys up to, to trap them. Spider-Man obviously has the hand-to-hand combat chops to battle these guys. So he's a clear-cut entrant in my opinion absolutely I'm, I'm more than happy for that we can even echo fighter miles morales coming in well if you ah, we'll see right. about it all right i shouldn't get too hasty we do have some more spots on the list um okay perfect i'm gonna hop into my next one and i'm gonna say that Jin from ghost of tsushima has to make an appearance um he is an adept swordsman he has tons of different options he can throw kunai he's got a bow he's yeah. got tons of different sword styles he is just a phenomenal combatant and there's so, no reason not to include so him. So now let me just add on to that too. Do you think you could there could be like a stance change mechanic where he could become like stealthy in some way as like an I, assassin or do you would you stick to just the sword? I, I feel like the stealth might be a stealth is hard to incorporate in this style of game. Mm-hmm. So I think what I would prefer to have is he has like just the sword stances. So you could do that. Like you could have water style, which maybe changes his basic combos. And like his basic A combos, you have a water style and then you could change like stone style and it might change some of his buttons a little bit. I think that would be a neat way to implement those different varieties of his play style without having to like fully adapt stealth into a game that doesn't really accommodate it well. Haha, Ghost of Tsushima. (laughs) (laughs) What a meta commentary. Nice, nice. Okay, so that's the first four characters there. Kratos, Atreus, Astrobot, Spider-Man, Jin Sakai. Now, here's one thing we've missed, Kate. I'll tell you Mm -hmm. right now is we, I said Kratos is the PlayStation mascot. You say it's Astrobot. We're both wrong. I'm going to nominate Knack to Nack. come into this game. How can Knack not be included, right? As much of a meme as it is, there's a, it was a launch title for PS4. Everyone knows about Knack. And I really think he could actually be kind of neat. Like there could be mechanics where... Um, maybe he'd collect little stones from around the the map or something and he could build them up and actually physically get larger and like have more attack power but become slower stuff like that mm-hmm. um 
Why not, right? He's yeah. just an interesting character. You can't have all the big headliners. You know, yeah, you gotta have you know some what? quirky guys. Yeah, it's nice to throw in a couple like non like humanoid kind of characters too, mm-hmm. to really like diversify the roster. Yeah, like, that's it- actually one issue I think that this game would run into. Like PlayStation in general, I think they have a lot of like it's a human, you know, kind of characters with guns. Yes. Like, I so- I noticed that a lot with my list as I was making. I was like, okay, this is sort of like it's a guy and he either has some kind of sword or he has like a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like mm. yeah. Fair enough. So Knack. So Knack. Okay. I like that. Um, I'm now going to tell you that we have a lot of um, kind of melee focused characters. So I think we need some range in here. Agreed. So I'm going to say that, and I, I'm I'm hoping I pronounce this correct, Aloy from yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. She's obviously a big character. She's going to get one of the biggest PlayStation 5 releases. She's got a bow. You need your zoners. She's in. Absolutely. That's a good one. Um, so let's let's jump back here. We mentioned you mentioned Miles Morales before as an Echo character. Mm-hmm. I would like to put Miles Morales in, but not even as an Echo. Oh, um, you wanted to be his own guy. Well, here's the thing, Kate. Miles Morales has a few differences from Spider-Man that that aren't okay. apparent to like on the surface level. Like he has um, some special powers that Spider-Man doesn't have, namely that he can actually camouflage himself and become invisible which could be like, you know, there was the invisibility item in Melee or mm-hmm. Smash Bros, whatever. It's kind of neat. And then he also has like a venom strike he can do where if he's touching the same surface with his palm as someone else, he can like send some poison or something through it to to poison that enemy. So I think you could incorporate that. And between those two things and maybe, you know, changing up a few of his moves, he could actually be quite a bit different than Spider-Man. Um, he also doesn't have as, as um, strong of the spider sense capability because he was bit by a different kind of spider. So okay. maybe Peter Parker, like Spider-Man, would have maybe a, a counter move because he can predict someone's going to hit him, whereas Miles Morales might not have it. So I think there's actually a okay. lot of differentiation there. Right. Okay. I like that. I, I think uh, making him his own character is even more interesting mm-hmm. than being an Echo. The only upside to the Echo is now we have one more spot on the list. Right. But that ain't fun. <laughs> but that's fine. If you want to use two of yours yeah. for Spider-Man characters, I would. I would. I'm all for it. I'm, I'm in that into the Marvel Kate, you got to put him. So. <laughs> Deal. Well, he's in. Um, okay. I think I've got to get it out of the way and go for my very obvious uh, needing to include on this list character. And I'm going for Eileen from the Bloodborne game. Oh, Eileen. <laughs> I really do like having a, a hunter uh, in the game, but you know, you don't play the specific character in that game. And I always really like having characters that are like, you know, named and have a face and are a little bit like, this is specifically who they are versus like an avatar character. So I kind of fretted over who would go in, like Garman obviously would be a great choice. And I even thought Alfred with his big, dumb, stupid wheel would be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I just think Eileen's so like slick and stylish with the Blades of Mercy, the two little tiny daggers she fights with, and she's a really like agile kind of character. So she would fit in that sort of like really fast play style. And like she's got the mask, the bird mask. She's just cool as hell. Awesome. Yeah. You know what's funny? I had um, Hunter like just the player character on mm-hmm. my list, but I was unsure if I was gonna put him in just because like it's not really like a character. It's like your avatar. Yeah. So I like your pick a lot more. Um, and I just want to clarify, too, with my Spider-Man pick, yes, I know Spider-Man is in, like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch, but I'm talking, like, Yuri Lowenthal, like, PlayStation Spider-Man. Right, Which yeah. is, I think, a different kind of take on it, which makes him exclusive. I, th- I, I think that's say. unique and fair to say. Okay, okay. So, let's move along here. I'm going to throw another classic one out here. It's going to be uh, Ratchet & Clank, another combo character. Um, look, Ratchet & Clank just have the complete insane arsenal of weapons uh, you got some melee, some range. You got Clank as the helicopter backpack, like the wrench 
it's it's just perfect. He's a perfect uh, character for this type of game. Ratchet and Clank is a easy pick to Absolutely. go in this game. I think I think they have to be on this list. You can't get around yeah. it. Well, I was also thinking like which characters show up in the new PlayStation Studios animation like at the start of all those yeah. games, and they're in that. So like, how could you not have a character from that? Exactly, and the, um, the new Ratchet and Clank is going to be a big flagship game for PS Five. It's just the perfect time to include them. Yeah, on, um, the, on the list here, Kate's written uh, Ratchet and Click. Yes, so Ratchet will, and, and Click. <laughs> no, I really like that. I left it on purpose. <laughs> Um, okay, who's character number 10? Uh, character number 10, I think we're going for another character that kind of diversifies the roster a little bit more, like Ratchet and Click do, uh, for not being humans. Especially diversified with Click. <laughs> yes. Um, and we're going to go with Sackboy. Nice. Okay. I think he's he's a character from the first game, and you need to have some that follow over. All the Sackboy mains would really miss him if he wasn't there. I heard there was a lot of Sackboy mains. I, I think that I would like to be a Sackboy main. <laughs> <laughs> So he's got to be in there, and there's a new little big planet gonna be coming out. It's perfect. Sackboy's one of those ones. Like, what the hell are his moves? You know? Yeah. Like, what does he do? But you know what I think too. Like, you kind of have to have some like weird, like almost like humorous characters. That like, yeah, what the hell is Sackboy doing fighting Kratos? Like, what what could he possibly bring to the table? But you right. sort of have to have those joke silly characters, and I think 100%. he's a great one. It's like we fit trainer in Smash Bros. Like, what the hell is she doing there? Yeah, absolutely. This is getting down to it now a little bit. We're on. We're halfway done the the exclusive characters here. We're, we're on number eleven, and I'm already looking at my list. Like, okay, which of these am I maybe okay with not having in here? Yes. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take an interesting one here. Now we kind of put a stipulation on this that I forgot to mention. Where if a character is ex- timed exclusive to PlayStation that they still count as an exclusive for this list. Because hypothetically, right. this game would come out now and they'd be billed as like, oh, it's a PlayStation character, even though they might come out later to another system. Right, yeah. We were a little little fast and loose with the rules. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to nominate um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, big game on PlayStation right now, coming to Xbox next year. But at this moment, it's exclusive. And everyone thinks like, oh, Cloud, obviously, right? He's already in Smash Bros., so it ain't going to be Cloud. It's going to be everyone's next favorite, or possibly everyone's favorite character from this game, Tifa. Tifa Lockhart. Okay. Um, she was also personally my favorite to use as a character in the remake because she which just had really fast like fist hand-to-hand combat. Okay. Um, she, you know, she can kind of power herself up with different moves and she's she can put elemental effects on her punches. I think she would be really cool. And to be honest, there's just not enough female characters either. So yeah, I thought she'd be a, a good addition. That's a good point. Over Cloud. You know what's really funny is I have on my list Sephiroth no because kidding. I thought he would be the Final Fantasy character to go in because he's just so cool and like yeah. iconic hey, and he's got that theme. Um, I don't know if I will waste I mean I would love to but I don't know if I'll put a spot in for him if we've got the yeah. representation. But, I think uh, Tifa's a slam dunk man. Everyone likes Tifa. Yeah but I'm, I'm glad we said we said get out of here Cloud. You you chose your side. You went to Smash Bros. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> he already left man. You're, Come to the real fighting you. game PS All-Stars <laughs> Battle Royale 2. <laughs> absolutely um okay well good um we've got that down uh my next pick then is sort of going to be a a weird one but i I think just even to make the roster slightly more different i would like to put in trico and boy not atreus but the other boy which is just the character um in the last guardian that hangs out with trico i don't he doesn't actually get a name which is interesting um but i thought that they could kind of like be like a tag team sort of character like you know you have those like um 
there's like like Nunu is the one I'm thinking of. He's a League of Legends character with like a small kid who rides a Yeti. And there's like one in Mortal Kombat too. I can't think of their names, but uh, it's like this big like hulking like, guy and his little like kid rides him and like kind of dictates right, what right. he does. So they could be one of those characters. Like you kind of control Trico, but the boy's on his back and like that's actually really cool. They have cool. those sort I, of like tag team move sets. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, but that's actually pretty unique. And it's it's kind of like a deeper cut game at this point too. Like you know, one of those that people wouldn't necessarily all know if they don't follow PlayStation closely. So I like that pick, mm. actually. That's cool. Um, okay, what am I going to go with here? Looking at my right. list again. Uh. I'm going to go with an interesting one, a bit of a throwback character here. I'm going to go with Daxter, um, but just Daxter, no okay, Jack. no Jack. And I think it's because we have a lot of, like, we have Ratchet and Clank, Trico and the boy, like Kratos mm-hmm. and Atreus. Like, I think it's interesting just to add Daxter. He's also, like, really tiny, so that would give some variety in terms of, like, the character's right. size. Um, and he could he could do a bunch of things. He could be like maybe climb on other characters, like grapple them a little bit. Or I think he has other weapons he can use too. And he's just a character with a neat personality. Like he's very very like uh, much like Rocket Raccoon kind of guy, you know? Right. He's so a bit quippy and I think he could be like that kind of version of a character for this. Okay, I like it. And he's a legacy character too. They can't all be from new games. They got to have some older yeah, ones in there. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of those games that that can have some representation for sure. Um, I'm going to go with a a weird one, um, but it's just a game I feel really strongly towards, and I didn't realize it was an exclusive, um, but it turns out it does count, and it is the robed figure from Journey. Oh. And, like, it's kind of weird, uh, and they don't have tons of, like, combat moves, um, but I I just think that that's such a, a game that, like, has such a big emotional impact for a lot of people, and it spawned a genre almost where like a lot of games that come out now that are sort of like that artsy kind of like game where you yeah it's more like 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 levels and experience and like they're called journey-esque games now like that's how you always describe them and i i think it's really neat that that is kind of a bit of playstation history that it's playstation legacy game so like i don't know i just really want the journey guy to be in there you can like sing he's got that one move and like he's just so beautiful and like would look really cool yeah. to have updated in a new game. Totally. Okay. I like that one. Uh, oh God. Okay. We have three characters left each for these, oh. these PlayStation ones. And, okay. and, the, and there's the a exclusives. few big boys that are not in this list yet. <sighs> okay. You know what? I'm going to, speaking of big boys, we got to put Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Nathan Drake. Um, obviously was in the first game as well, but come on. If it's, if it's not Kratos, it might be Nathan Drake as the next biggest kind of recognizable PlayStation icon. So so, uh, you know, Nate's got to be there. We got to have his fun, there. sarcastic quips. And, uh, you know, he's he's a he's a slam dunk lock. Okay, good. I was really hoping you'd put him in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping you would use a pick on him. but I think that's how he made it to 15. We're like, well, maybe he'll pick Nathan Drake. Yeah, at that point, I'm getting kind of worried. So he's, yeah. he's in, he's in. Okay, um, good. Well, I, I'm going to go with one that, um, unfortunately, he already also ditched us and went to Smash. But I think we put Joker in here. Um, Thank you. Yeah, or Hoker, as you prefer to write down. Um, (laughs) But he's just... Persona 5 was such a big game for PlayStation, and it was a lot of people's first experience with Persona. And had there been a little bit more development into Persona 6 coming out, maybe that character would have made it instead. But 
I think you just got to have smooth, stylish Joker. Oh, oh definitely. An and I, and he could he could maybe like summon some other characters to help him out, like or the personas at very least, if not his other like party members. Yeah, exactly. Like they do maybe Morgana kind of helping him out at some point too. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, what would be really cool is if the other characters didn't actually physically show up, but they had like the little speech bubbles pop in at the corner as he's attacking. Like, oh, nice one, Joker, as he gets yeah, a kill. I think that would be cool. so cool. Or at the very least, if you just had um, Futaba up there, yeah. like giving him some yeah. help, or saying like, oh. Oh, that character like Nathan Drake's at high percentage or something yeah. giving him a tip I think that would be like such a neat touch that would be really cool I okay. like it a lot I'm glad we got those two off because they were both on my list and, like, yeah if I took Drake you took Joker we got yeah I, f- I figured I'd help you out a little bit <sighs> okay I got two picks left here and there's some some tough ones coming up I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kina or Kenna from that new PS5 game coming out, oh, Kenna okay. Bridge of Spirits. Um, I don't think it's going to be exclusive forever, but it is a timed exclusive on PlayStation at the very least, I think. So the fact that you got to have some, you know, it'd be nice to have a character in the game that's from a game that's not actually even released if the game was to come out now, right. because it could kind of build that hype for like, oh, this character is really cool in, in this game. So I want to play her game when it comes out. Yeah. And I mean, she looks like she's got some cool like combat. She's got the staff. I don't think we have a character with a staff in here. Yeah, I mean, I guess Aloy kind of does. Nice. But she's a she's a cool character, and I think she could uh, be a cool addition for. Yeah, this I like game. that. As as cool as these games are, as like legacy games, they're also advertisements for other games. Like, how many of us played Fire Emblem because Roy and Marth were in there? They exactly. weren't even like English release games. Where we're like, oh, these guys are cool. Yeah, so that's Kenna. <laughs> that's Kenna. <laughs> um, okay, shit. This is getting really difficult. Um, I am gonna go with kind of a weird one and it's a game I haven't played but you have um so I'm gonna go I I've written it down very messy but I hope his name is Takayuki from Judgment oh Tak yeah he's going by Tak he goes by Tak okay yeah I want him in the game because those games have like a really kind of like funny sort of like brawly kind of combat system the combat is so flashy and is yeah exactly it's really flashy and like while um the Yakuza games aren't exclusive just to playstation judgment is and so yeah. i think he would be like kind of a good mascot for that franchise in general that's that's a really good shout you know i'll, I'll spoil something i actually have um the kiryu from from the yakuza series in my guest characters list ah. um because i thought he was like encompassing that whole franchise right. but i this is a really good pick as well which i actually didn't think of for some reason <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> but uh okay okay so now the question is what is my last pick here Okay, so I'm gonna make this really interesting, and I'll tell you first a couple that just really quick that I'm that I had on my list here, but they haven't made it. Okay. Um, Akuma from Street Fighter, I think okay. would be really neat because Street Fighter, like we said last time, PS5 exclusive. Who knew? I didn't know that yeah. until last episode, but I think he'd be cool. But right, and pulling other fighting game characters yeah. is already kind of a neat thing to do, and having villains is always fun. That's true, but you know what? It's too 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 generic for this so i'm not going to go with him and i'm unfortunately going to leave off um deacon as well from he's also on my list but i did put him in my bottom five just because yeah. days gone was was kind of like it was a little bit of a miss in yeah. terms of like playstation's repute not not that it was a bad game but it wasn't quite like as renowned as the other ones yeah and also like he's a little generic he's, in he's terms just another of, guy with of, a gun yeah type thing so i'm not going to go with him either um who i am going to go with here is as much as I want to go with the Predator from Predator Hunting Grounds, because that would be <laughs> fucking cool. That would be cool. Um, we have yet to put anyone from The Last of Us on this list, so mm-hmm. i got to put Ellie in. Okay. It's got to be Ellie. Um, yep. Too big of a game not to have representation. I agree. I, I consider those characters as well, and I, I think like 
I want them to be there just for what they are to PlayStation, but at the same time, they're not the most exciting characters to put in in terms of like a fighting game. Yeah, I, th- I think Ellie has got some. Uh, she's some got merits. some chops, especially she, after the last game. I'm... And she's vicious too. Like it would be interesting to see how they put her in. She can use the shivs, or she could, you know. Right, she might actually be the scariest character on this list. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. Okay, I'm gonna give the final spot. Um. Hmm. I don't know. This one might be selfish of me. I would really like to give it to Parappa the Rapper because I think that's absolutely hilarious. Yes. And I am kind of convincing myself that that's what I should in fact do. Um, but I think I'm going to give it to William Adams, who's the character, the player character from Neo. Interesting pick. Interesting which pick. is also a PlayStation exclusive. Um, and I, I know he's another samurai and we got Jin in there, but... And he's also kind of like sword stance, sort of like yeah, kind of similar. That's kind of what I thought. That's why I didn't put him on my list. Yeah, but I I just think it's such a neat game, and and personally, selfishly, I love those kind of games. So I would just like another option mm-hmm. for me to have him. Do, do you think he's different enough from Jin? I I, I haven't actually played Neo yet, uh. so I can't say. It's a game I bought a long time ago, and it's been sitting in my like entertainment stand yeah. and hasn't been picked up yet so maybe i i don't know maybe in the design process it becomes kind of like an echo of gin which is sort of strange um but I, I think the game's a little bit more like fantasy yeah he's got some magic than ghost going is on, I think, so right? i i think he could be his own and, and they could just amp up the kind of like fantastical like mythological side of of that game a little bit more whereas ghost can be the bit more grounded samurai I th- representation i think so i think that's fair enough so. sure all right, so I guess that's all the exclusive characters we have. Now, this is, I think, as interesting as those were to go through, um, a lot of them were kind of like, I mean, there was a few weird picks in there, but overall it's very much like... Some of them are ones you, you just can't get around, yeah, right? Yeah, you can't like, not have Nathan Drake, right? But yeah. these ones are the guest characters. So this the stipulations for this is basically it could be a character from really any game. It can be third party, or I guess we could do like Nintendo and Xbox. I don't know what you've written down, but they mm-hmm. really have to be like justifiable and like reasonable to put in the game kind of kind of thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And if it's a really horrible pick, we'll veto it and maybe, maybe put someone else in that's instead. That's right. That's right. So hmm, here, so I guess I get to go first. Again, I think so. Sure. Um, so I'm going to start it off, us off here with Cal Kestis from uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Came oh, out early this year. Oh, that's a cool one. I think. Sure. Um, having some star wars representation would be like just selfishly really good marketing because star wars is like so fucking popular mm-hmm. and also like a lightsaber that's a cool weapon using the forest like that would be yeah. super cool in a fighting game and he's a he's a good enough character to make it in so sure yeah so why not he can have the little droid i forget the droid's name now but i mean mm-hmm. that guy's cute everyone likes that guy so let's put cal kestis as the first guest okay character. sure I, i'm in i i don't have any issues with that whatsoever um my pick i'm gonna say that we want to be from Nier Automata in the game. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, she's got a really cool fighting style that uh, that would be easily adapted. She's got, you know, kind of like unique weapon and she's got a very like iconic look. And then also, as I was looking into this a little bit more, Nier is actually the 24th highest selling game on the PlayStation Store. But if you don't count exclusives, it's the eighth highest. Wow. Really? Is that high? Yes. Which means a lot of people really enjoyed this game and wow. I think they'd be excited to have her in. I know 2B was one of those ones getting tossed around for like Smash DLC as well. She so. was getting tossed around, but I, I don't, I see her fitting in a lot more in PlayStation than in Smash. She kind of like fits the, you know, yeah, like the, the style tone. a little bit more in the tone. And also she's another female character we can have added in, which as you mentioned, we don't have tons of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, Look, I've got a really good one for my last nomination for the guest characters. So I think for this one, I'm going to play it a bit safer. And I'm going to maybe be a little bit boring, if anything. But I'm going to nominate Crash Bandicoot. Sure. And and I think that as, 
as much as Crash no longer, like, except for the original trilogy, isn't necessarily, like, a PlayStation character at this point for, like, like over a decade now, mm-hmm. I think Crash is so tied to the PS1 that it would be a really cool throwback kind of... Uh, character to add on as like a legacy addition and also yeah. you can like the you know the spin attacks and and whatever and he can maybe use the aku aku mask for like a block or something like yeah i think he could be good enough and, yeah i and, think uh, so i think he's still very iconic even if he's not extremely relevant i mean like maybe dingo Dal is more relevant at this point <laughs> <laughs> i should have said dingo Dal. damn it what a waste i mean the other dingo thing too is it. that we don't know all the mechanics or whatever have from crash 4 too so there might be some cool stuff crash gets in that game that maybe could be you know, items or stuff for him in this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with my second one is my dumb pick because like I mentioned before, every good game needs some dumb humor, stupid characters. So I think the fall guys should make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we're going to, we're going to ride this, this battle royale into like the new big, it's going to be bigger than Fortnite. Uh, and the fall guys are in there. Um, what do they do? Well, okay, see, here's the thing is the one move that you have in the game aside from running around is a grab. So I think they'd be like the token like grappler of the game. They'd have mm-hmm. tons of like throw based moves and setups and then i also thought for some of their moves like they could incorporate some of the obstacles from their mini games like he could throw fruit at you or like put down a spinner he could put down a spinner and like throw fruit and like just do kind of like dumb that's awesome actually yeah i think the fall guys would be tons and tons of fun and they would have the a great opportunity for like costumes and colors in game too yeah yeah okay um, okay, so here, this is the one, this is like my favorite pick of the whole thing, Kate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you might remember, similar to Crash, this game was very, very popular back in the day on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And it's been on a bunch of other consoles as well. But I would like to nominate Tony Hawk no! <laughs> to come into PlayStation All-Stars <laughs> Battle Royale 2. And I think that no, I'm Tony Hawk it. would be no. kick-flipping no. on guys and 180-ing and knocking guys out. I don't even know anymore. Like, dark side grab, whatever it is. He'll ride his skateboard around. He could unmount from his skateboard to, like, use it as a weapon. Oh, my goodness. Or he goodness. could ride the skateboard for more speed. He could kick-flip. He could ollie back onto the stage if he falls off. It's perfect. Tony I, Hawk. I want you to ollie off this show. Yes. <laughs> but the other thing too is that the remakes are coming out very soon they are very popular ties in perfectly with the marketing like tony hawk is a slam dunk for this game well he can wear his helmet to reduce damage taken wow it's perfect what can't he do well you tell like that's my main character in this tony hawk I'm, and the thing is i'm not even a really big tony hawk like game fan i just like to play it up because you hate it for some reason <laughs> i don't know it's become a thing like this has become my identity um, I will, I will find, I will let you have Tony Hawk, but just know there will come a day when your joy will turn to ash <laughs> and you will pay for this. Look, as, as much as you don't like Tony Hawk, I think the argument is too strong for him to be in there and take him out. You're right. I, I'm not equipped to, to deal with this right now, but. So, so tell me what's the last character? Um, wow. Are we really at the last one This is the one last already? one. Yeah, we're oh, done. Okay. Well, damn it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to shout out two ones that I would really like to put in selfishly and would also be good. Um, I'd love to put the knight from Hollow Knight in yeah. because that game is fantastic. The sequel Silk Song is supposed to come out sometime soon, but I think it's probably getting delayed. Um, but the game is gorgeous. The knight is such a fun character. He's little, so he, Sackboy yeah. wouldn't be, be like, lonely. It'd be like Daxter. Um, and Astrobot. But that's not going to be my pick. Um, Sekiro also was something I considered because it was game of the year. Yeah. You know, like we have some from soft support with Bloodborne being exclusive and also Elden Ring 
is eventually yeah. going to get but announced. But then we have Neo and exactly. Bloodborne represented. Like, so. I, he'd be fun with his, um, like all his like ninja tools being a little bit different, but I didn't, I'm not going to choose him. I'm going to go with kind of like a safe pick, which isn't the most exciting, but I think would fit in the game really nicely. And that would be Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's a good one. I think it's one of those characters that comes up in conversation for always getting added to these kind of games. And while he's been on tons of different consoles and like he has weird nintendo exclusivity as well with some handheld games his roots are on playstation yeah um with the first couple kingdom hearts games uh and he's you know he's got the keyblade which is sort of like a neat weapon he also has a bit of magic and he just he just sort of like he fits in really nicely and yeah 100 could round out the roster a little bit i'm glad we agree on our picks here would, would you like to recap the roster for everyone at home um yeah absolutely i would so so just to say playstation if you're listening Whichever studio is going to be making this game, please use this list and uh, we can take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So in no particular order, but also this order, our main characters are we have Kratos and Atreus coming in as a tag team duo. Uh, we have our big boy Astrobot, uh, Spider-Man, Jin from Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, we have good old Knack Attack coming Knack in Attack. at number five. Uh, We've got Aloy from Horizon. Uh, Miles Morales coming in as his own unique character. We've got Eileen from Bloodborne, Ratchet and Clank, uh, and Sackboy as some kind of legacy characters. We've got Tifa as our Final Fantasy hero. We've got Trico and Boy as our weird animal tag team. Uh, we've got Daxter and Journey. Journey yeah, guy. Whatever that, whatever that Rob- character's name is, I don't know. who really knows? Wikipedia describes him as robed figure. <laughs> robed figure it is. <laughs> so robed figure I can just imagine is. the announcer of this game now. Like characters like Nathan Drake, robed figure. <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> That's right. It adds, it adds a lot of mystery to the match. Who's really under that robe? <laughs> uh, we've got Nathan Drake, obviously, and Joker coming in as two really big uh, recognizable characters. We've got Kenna as the new uh, upcoming excitement edition. Uh, there's Tack from Judgment, Ellie from The Last of Us, and finally William Adams from Neo. Uh, and then with our guest characters that we're bringing in to, you know, add some drama and some spiciness to the roster, we've got Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order, 2B from Nier, Crash Bandicoot coming in as a wonderful legacy character. We've got the Fall Guys as everyone's favorite character to pretend to main and then really enjoy playing and actually end up maining them by accident. Um, we've got Sora and then the last spot is still open because, uh, nobody wants to play as Tony Hawk and that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, there we go. You know what? I just realized we only did six guest characters. We were supposed to do eight. Wow. So let's add them right into the end here. All right. Okay. Surprise lightning bonus round. Surprise lightning. Who is your last guest character? Okay. I'll even let you go first. Wow. 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 Um, you know what? Then I will add Hollow Knight because I'm selfish yeah. and I would really like him to be in one of those games and Smash won't put him in for some weird reason. So we can be the knight. He has tons of magic moves. He's got his little nail that he can throw down. Um, and you know, he's just really cute and I love him. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to go, I would, as much as I would love to put Laura Croft in this game, I think she's just too much like Nathan Drake and you can't have Nathan Drake and her, I don't think because right. they're so similar. So my last one is going to be Rayman. Oh, Rayman. And I think he's another okay. character that is like, you know, gaming history type of character that didn't make it into Smash Bros. 
And so, like, why not put him in this game instead? He's just one of those, you know, iconic characters that everyone's like, oh, it's Rayman, just like Crash or Mario or one of those kind of characters. Not quite to the same level, I don't think, but, I mean, Rayman has had some pretty well-reviewed games recently, maybe a bit under the radar, but, um, you know, get some Ubisoft representation and, and Rayman, why not? Sure. So we'll go with that. We'll add those two on the end. And look, we actually didn't mess our rules up. Um, <laughs> good thing I realized that, hey? Yes. <clears throat> well, hey, if you'd like to let us know who you'd like to be in this game uh, for your PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale roster, then please let us know because we would love to get some other opinions. I'm sure we've missed a lot of cool characters, right? Mm-hmm. So you can send those emails to circlesandsquarespod at gmail.com to get in touch. Um, we're also on Twitter and now Instagram at C-A-N-D-S pod, both the same name. Uh, you can follow us on there. We're posting a little bit about like when we're recording, when episodes come out, stuff like that. Just keep up with us on there. Um, Kate, thanks as always for joining us on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's and been an absolute pleasure. We will be back in two weeks to talk about more PlayStation. We'll, and we'll see you then. The intro and outro music for Circles and Squares was produced by friend of the show, Matthew Chan. Interlude music is from Scott Gratton of the Free Music Archive. Our channel art was created by at Unreasonable on Twitter. And our brother Alex is the designer of the Circles and Squares logo. Thank you all for listening and supporting the show.